It was late July of 2020, and I was sitting on the front porch of my parents' house with my dad. He had just finished his first round of chemo and wanted to sit outside for a bit. We were just chatting about whatever, the current season the Texas Rangers were having, some theory on how the Jedi should have seen the betrayal of the Senate, or anything else that came to our brain. He had been making a slow pace back and forth between two columns on the porch, using them for support as mobility was quickly becoming an issue for him when he finally sat on the bench next to me. He looked over at me and said those four words that let me know the convo was about to get serious for a second. Promise me something, son. Sure, Dad, was my response. He took a second, as if deciding how to best articulate his next statement. Promise me that you will get healthy. I just nodded my head and said, sure, Dad. I will. He grabbed my arm and said, no, I'm serious. Promise me. It may not stop you from this, as he made a motion to himself, referencing the cancer, but you have other potential issues right around the corner. So promise me, you will get healthy, get more active, and lose weight. Please. I looked at him, tears in the corners of his blue eyes. I promise, Dad, was all I could muster from my mouth in that moment. He put his arm around me and simply said, Thank you. I know you won't let me down. Welcome, allies, to Lesson 9, Holding the Line. See, at that time, and for well longer than a decade, I had not been the healthiest I could be. I went from being a lean, athletic, six-minute mile running high school kid to being in my early 30s, sitting at around 315 pounds, so my dad had reason to be concerned. I had just been recently diagnosed, pre-diabetic, with high blood pressure and a hypoactive thyroid. I had just started using a CPAP machine for my sleep apnea. I couldn't even go up one flight of stairs without having to stop and catch my breath at the top. And no, I did not have any condition that prevented me from doing any sort of physical activity. I just lacked the discipline, you could say. Up to that point in my life, I had tried the normal things to get healthy. The fads, diet, exercise, all of it. I'd go strong for a while, maybe even losing a few pounds. But for some reason or another, I'd fall right back into old habits. Put the weight right back on, and then some. You know, I'm not the only one either. We all either know someone or have been that someone who struggles with being overweight and trying to get a bit healthier. In the U.S. alone, from the year 2017, to 2020, the U.S. obesity prevalence increased from 30.5% to 41.9%, and the prevalence of severe obesity increased from 4.7% to 9.2%. Obesity can lead to type 2 diabetes and even some cancers, and it's also the leading cause in heart disease for men. Oh, and heart disease is the leading factor in men over the age of 30s for their death. So yeah, Definitely not something I needed to shake off. So why do people like me try and try again and essentially fail? Yes, I'm calling it a failure. I'm not sugarcoating anything here. Because whether it was some New Year's resolution or a random burst of inspiration from a feel-good video on social media, we started something and did not finish it. Did not hit a goal or do what we said we were going to do. Why, do you ask? Well, for me, it was the lack of discipline. But wham bam, that's not very specific. What do you mean by that? Well, for me, discipline, or not having it, means a lot of things. It's having another soda, or having an extra helping at dinner. 
It's stopping by the fast food joint on the way to and from work instead of making something at home. It's sitting on the couch and watching TV, social media, or playing video games all night. It's actively making the wrong choice when you know you have set yourself a goal to achieve. Let's face it, you know you did. Scenario is, I want to lose five pounds this month. Then someone walks by you at the office and says, hey, there's donuts in the break room, and you get up and rush with them to get your next batch of sugar coursing through your system. So, how do we get over all of this? The answer is simple. Applying discipline. I'm going to be reading a lot from a book in this lesson. The book is entitled, The Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual, and it's by none other than Jocko Willink. The book came out in 2017, and it's full of quotes and excerpts either from the Jocko podcast or other interviews he has done. For those of you who may be starting out with today's lesson, well, I'll give a brief reintroduction. To allies who already know, sit tight for a bit. Jocko Willink is a retired Navy SEAL commander and trained the West Coast SEAL teams for many years after serving in Iraq during the Battle of Ramadi. He is also the co-owner of Echelon Front, a leadership consultant company dedicated to teaching those leadership principles he learned during war to businesses and companies. He also co-wrote a best-selling leadership book entitled Extreme Ownership. As this is our first lesson to heavily use a book here, I've got some ground rules before we get started. I'm going to reference whenever I'm reading from the book, so you won't have to be confused on what I'm saying and what's coming from the book. And I'm not going to read the entire book. I have select sections that tie into today's lesson. If you'd like to hear the rest of the book, you'll need to go out and get it. So here is a little bit from part one in the book, entitled, Thoughts. People look for the shortcut, the hack. And if you came here looking for that, you won't find it. The shortcut is a lie. The hack doesn't get you there. And if you want to take the easy road, it won't take you to where you want to be. Stronger, smarter, faster, healthier, better, free. To reach goals and overcome obstacles and become the best version of you possible, this isn't going to happen by itself. It will not happen cutting corners, taking shortcuts, or looking for the easy way. There is no easy way. There is only hard work, late nights, early mornings, practice, rehearsal, repetition, study, sweat, blood, toil, frustration, and discipline. Discipline. There must be discipline. Discipline is the root of all good qualities. The driver of daily execution, the core principle that overcomes laziness and excuses. Discipline defeats the infinite excuses that say, not today, not now. I need rest. I will do it tomorrow. What's the hack? How do you become stronger, smarter, faster, healthier? How do you become better? How do you achieve true freedom? There is only one way. The way of discipline. So where does discipline come from? This is a simple answer. Discipline comes from within. Discipline is an internal force. Sure, you can have discipline imposed on you by a person, like a drill instructor, or that self-help guru on TV. But the reality is he won't give you real discipline. Because that external discipline is not strong. It will not survive. It cannot stand on its own. What you are looking for, what you need, is self-discipline. Self-discipline, as the term implies, comes from the self, you. It comes when you make a decision to be disciplined. When you make a decision to be better. When you make a decision to be more. To do more. 
Self-discipline comes when you decide to make a mark on the world. If you don't think you are disciplined, it is because you haven't decided to be disciplined yet. It is because you haven't created it yet. You haven't become it yet. So where does it come from? It comes from you. So make the decision. Make the commitment. Become the discipline. Embrace its cold and relentless power. And it will make you better and stronger and smarter and faster and healthier than anything else. And most important, it will make you free. Discipline equals freedom. It's such a simple concept. I want to lose weight this year and then go do what it takes to get there, right? But what sounds simple on paper is on the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to execution. It's doing what is needed to accomplish the goal, and not just doing it for one week, two weeks, a month, and then maybe giving up. If you choose to do nothing at all, which trust me, sounds crazy, but hear me out, you will actually go backwards from your goal. If it's for weight loss and you want to hit a certain weight, but do nothing, you might actually gain more weight, making the hill into a mountain to go over at that point. The point here that I'm trying to make is what I say in nearly every lesson, and even in a few on Falsetto's show. Keep moving forward. You have to keep at it. Even one small step to your goal is better than not doing anything at all. Well, what if you stop seeing results? Should you quit then? No. Think about it. Let's say your goal is to lose weight. You start at 200 pounds. Your goal is to lose 30 pounds in the year. You start off great. Maybe lose 10 in that first month. Well, after the second month, maybe you only lose 2 pounds. And on that third month, you stay flat. You did everything right. The diet, the exercise, whatever. So maybe you think of giving up. Maybe you decide it's not working anymore. And you did not hit your goal, so you were done. Well, now, you really are failing. And only one person, yourself. Here's the hard-hitting truth. You did fail, so what are you going to do about it? I'll tell you what I did. Because if sharing my story, my failures, helps even one ally out there, then this whole thing I'm doing, the podcast, the time investment, it's all worth it. I have friends out there who have always known me as the big funny guy. And by big, I've spent most of my 20s and now 30s in the 270 to 300 weight range. But I have friends and family out there that remember that high school kid I was talking about. A buck 80, soaking wet, lean, fast, and more energy than that pink bunny with a fresh set of batteries. How did I lose that? How did I get to being so unhealthy? There's a lot of reasons. A lot of excuses, I could tell you. I got married young. I worked a lot in my 20s. I didn't have time. Maybe it was stress. Pick one or all. But what I call it now is, I did not have discipline. So, every year, typically around New Year's, I had to make some promise, some resolution, that I would lose weight, get healthy, or make myself better. And every year, for some reason, I'd give up. One year it was due to a knee injury that took months to heal. One year it was because I was working for that promotion. Another year was I didn't make enough progress, so I decided to wait and start again later. Another, I don't know, maybe it rained one day and it hurt my feelings. It does not matter why I gave up. The point is, I gave up. So rewind back to my dad telling me to get healthy, and me telling him, no, promising him that I would. So what made this time different? Well, as my buddy Falsetto would say, I thought about that. 
I thought about that long and hard. How do I make this time different? How do I keep going? How do I keep moving forward? I had to learn how to apply discipline. Back to the book. Discipline starts with waking up early. It really does. But that is just the beginning. You absolutely have to apply it to the things beyond waking up early. It is working out every day. Making yourself stronger and faster and more flexible and healthier. It is eating the right foods to fuel your system correctly. It is disciplining your emotions so you can make good decisions. It is about having the discipline to control your ego so it doesn't get out of hand and control you. It is about treating people the way you would want to be treated. It is about doing the task you don't want to do, but you know will help you. Discipline is about facing your fears so you can conquer them. Discipline means taking the hard road, the uphill road, to do what is right for you and for others. So often the easy path calls us to be weak for that moment, to break down another time, to give in to desire and those short-term gratification. Discipline will not allow that. Discipline calls for strength and fortitude and will. It won't accept weakness. It won't tolerate a breakdown in will. Discipline can seem like your worst enemy, but in reality, it is your best friend. It will take care of you like nothing else can, and it will put you on the path to strength and health and intelligence and happiness. And most important, discipline will put you on the path to freedom. Just like Jocko says here, I started waking up early, like 3 to 4 a.m. early. How? Well, in the beginning, it was easy. I sometimes was already up, or didn't go to sleep the night before. I'd been using my CPAP for my sleep apnea, and well, that's a problem all on its own, really. Sleep apnea, or my diagnosis, was where I would stop breathing when I was sleeping, about 120 times per hour. My doc said it was more than likely due to my weight, and that if I lost weight, it could possibly go away. So what did I do about that? I used the shortcut, started using the machine, and I never did anything on the weight thing. Well, now I was. Not sleeping during this time was a different issue, though. Stress, the anxiety of my dad's illness, is definitely what kept me up thinking back. So, since I was up, I decided to be productive. I'd go for a long walk, four to five miles, maybe get a kettlebell workout in, ride a bike, anything to tire my body out. And you know what helped? After a couple of weeks of doing that, I was sleeping better. My body was actually tired. The hardcore workout would also help calm my mind. I'd start thinking about how to get through the next rep, the next set, the next mile. And suddenly, I was not thinking about my worries anymore. So, I started down that path. Working out, moving my body. The next part was even harder. Food. Oh boy, do I love food. And I had a bad habit of eating a lot. Especially at night, so I started to get afraid. Well, yes, I'm working out. But I'm still eating super heavy. And not the best foods. I needed help. But was ashamed to ask. What if I failed again? Let's go back to the book on a section called Fear of Failure. Fear of failure can keep you from taking the risk. It can leave you sitting there, paralyzed into not taking that action. And that is obviously bad. But I don't want you to overcome fear of failure. I want you to be afraid of failure. Fear of failure is good. 
Fear of failure will keep you up at night. Planning, rehearsing, going over contingencies. Fear of failure will keep you training hard. Fear of failure will stop you from cutting corners. Fear of failure will keep you working, thinking, striving, and relentlessly trying to be more prepared for battle. So I want you to be afraid of failing. I fear failure. But most important, I want you to be horrified, terrified of sitting on the sidelines and doing nothing. This is what I want you to be afraid of. Waking up in the next six days, or six weeks, or six years, or 60 years, and being no closer to your goal, you have made no progress. That is the horror. That is the nightmare. That is what you really need to be afraid of. Being stagnant. So, get up and go. Take the risk. Take the gamble. Take the first steps. Take action. And don't let another day slip by. So I did. I took action. I went to my doctor, told him how I struggled with eating too much, and was currently not losing any weight even though I was working out a lot. It took a couple visits, but my doc was able to put a plan together for me to shock my body into essentially resetting when it thought it needed to eat. It started with what is called intermittent fasting. It's basically where you only eat between certain times of the day. We started with giving me an 8-hour window each day to eat, 11 to 7 every day. It was so rough at first. I found myself so hungry at the beginning and end of each day, but I stuck to it, knowing and trusting my doctor's advice. A few months in, it even started to get easier. I started shortening the time a bit, with my doctor's knowledge, to about 6 hours a day, around 12 to 6. This is where it got tough, though. So did I ever cheat? Yes. But I quickly got back on the program, because when I did cheat, I saw a negative impact on the scale almost immediately. I also started to change what I was eating. The first things were the obvious, processed and sodium-heavy foods, but the big one was sugar. And yes, Jocko has what I'm about to read as a sound that I even have on my phone. Back to the book on what he calls sugar-coated lies. Yes, I know. I know those donuts are tempting. All those colorful sprinkles, the cream filling, the glaze, the glorious glaze. And on top of all that, they are free. Someone brought them in and just left them here, right here, right in front of me. Surely this must be some kind of sign, some kind of miracle, right? I mean, food is food, and if it's free, I pretty much need to eat it. It would be ungrateful for me to say no, right? Wrong. Dead wrong. Those donuts aren't food. They are poison. Same with chocolate chip cookies, the double Dutch chocolate cake, the can of soda, the bag of potato chips, and the pretzel-wrapped hot dogs. All that junk isn't food. It doesn't fuel you. It kills you. It literally kills you. It isn't going to make you stronger, faster, healthier, smarter, or better. It's going to do the opposite. And you know this. You know you do not need any of that junk. But it's the only choice. Wrong. Unless you have gone an extended period of time without food, you don't need to eat. And you definitely don't need to eat that poison. You don't need to eat. You don't even know what hungry is. Humans can go 30 days without food. You can make it. So, when those foods are tempting you, calling your name and enticing you with those sugar-coated lies, get angry, get aggressive, stand your ground in the battle, and fight by saying no. Hold the line. Hold the line for your health, your mental toughness, and to exercise your will, which I promise is stronger than the will of a donut if you want it to be. Hold the line. 
This part was so hard. The occasional slip-up happened. Hey, Wham Bam, donuts in the break room. Yeah, that's a pretty real example. I'd never, ever turn down free food. It was like some sick survival instinct. But like it said in the book, I didn't even know what hungry was. Now, we got this as an assignment in Lesson 5, but the speech Jocko gives is just as important here. So there were definitely times when I did not feel like I could do anything that I mentioned above. So what did I do? Let's go back to the book. How do I handle those days when I'm just not feeling it? Those days when I'm tired or worn out or just sick of the grind. What do I do on those days? I go anyway. I get it done. Even if I'm just going through the motions, I go through the motions. Don't really want to work out? I work out. Don't really want to hammer out a project? I hammer on the project. Don't really want to get up and get out of bed? I get up and get out of bed. Now these could be signals that you might need some time off, and those signals might be right. But don't take today off. Wait until tomorrow. Don't give in to the immediate gratification that is whispering in your ear. Shut that down. Do not listen. Instead, go through the motions. Lift the weights. Sprint the hill. Work on the project. Get out of bed. I don't like procrastination, but if you feel like you need a break, that is the one thing you should procrastinate. Taking a break is the one thing I do put off until tomorrow. And if, when tomorrow comes, you still feel like you need that rest or you need a break, now go ahead and take it. Chances are you will realize that the desire to rest was just weakness. It was the desire to take the path of least resistance, the downward path. And by going through the motions, you overcame that weakness, and you stayed on the righteous path, the disciplined path. You stayed on the war path, right where you belong. Let's shift gears a bit. What if you have a goal? Something you want to achieve in the future. Do you go get after it now, or are you waiting for the perfect time to start? Back to the book. In combat, focus comes pretty easily because the battle is right in front of your face. You have no choice but to focus. But sometimes in day-to-day -day life, you can lose track of the long-term goal. It fades from your vision. It slips from your mind. I want that long-term goal to be so embedded in my mind that I never lose sight of it. Ever. And the little tasks and projects and short-term goals that you tackle need to lead towards strategic victory. Winning the long war. But we want results now. We want the shortcut to the winner's podium. We need instant gratification. And when we don't get the short-term glory, sometimes we lose sight of those long-term goals. They fade. We lose focus. So we stop the daily task and the daily disciplines that will allow us to achieve our goals. And a day slips by. And then another day. And a day turns into a week. And a week turns into a year. And if you look up in six weeks, six months, or six years, you never moved. In fact, you might even be further from your goal than you were when you started. You might have gone backward. Why? Why did you let that happen? Because you lost sight of it. You lost sight of the long-term goal. And it faded. It faded from memory and the passion dried up. And you began to rationalize. Maybe I can't. Maybe I don't really want to. Maybe this goal isn't for me. And so you give up. You let it go and you settle. You settle for the status quo. You settle for the easy road. You settle for, oh well, no. Don't do that. Embed that long-term goal in your mind. Burn it into your very soul. Think about it. Write about it. Talk about it. Hang it up on your wall. But most important, do something about it. Every day. Do something that moves you toward that goal. 
That keeps your goal alive and in sight and in focus. However small or insignificant that step might be, take it. Do it. Make it happen, because that goal isn't going to achieve itself. It is all on you. I was just talking to my mom about this one. Sorry, going to call you out, mom. But she was just telling me that in the new year, she was going to start riding her exercise bike again. I said, why wait? She kind of looked at me in shock. Until I explained to her about how you are now essentially moving backwards from your goal. You have a goal and a start date, so why wait? You know the long-term goal now, so go get it. Start now. See, what she had here was hesitation. Back to the book. Between the acting of a dreadful thing and the first motion, all the interim is like a phantasma or a hideous dream. That is Brutus from Shakespeare's Julius Caesar, who in the play is plotting to kill Caesar, someone he was loyal to. And Shakespeare, the master of understanding human nature, captures what that feels like. This is how Shakespeare's words would translate today. Between the acting of a dreadful thing, between the moment when you are waiting to do something that you don't want to do, and the first motion, and the moment when you initiate the action, all the interim, the whole time you are waiting to take that action, is like a phantasma or a hideous dream, is like an evil specter, an apparition, a nightmare. The battle, the struggle, the hesitation takes place in that moment. That moment when we must step into the unknown. That moment filled with fear and horror. And that fear is what causes hesitation, and hesitation causes defeat. Hesitation is the enemy. Hesitation allows the moment to pass, the opportunity to be lost, the enemy to get the upper hand. Hesitation turns into cowardice. It stops us from moving forward. Hesitation defeats us, so we must defeat it. To win, all you have to do is overcome that moment, the waiting, the hesitation. And to do that, all you have to do is go, move, take the action, get out of bed, get your feet on the ground, step forward. Do not hesitate, do not wait, go forward, and win. You have to get going now on any goal you are setting. Because if you don't, some enemy, some distraction, or another issue is going to get in the way, and it's going to trick your brain into thinking that that is now the most important thing. So do not wait. You cannot let excuses come up and ruin your path into betterment. Back to the book. No more. No more excuses. No more I'll start tomorrow. No more just this once. No more accepting the shortfalls of my own will. No more taking the easy road. No more bowing down to whatever unhealthy or unproductive thoughts float through my mind. No. No more. No more waiting for the perfect moment. And no more indecision. And no more lies. No more weakness. No. No more. Now is the time for strength. And through strength and through will, and through unwavering discipline, I will become what I want to be. I will become who I want to be. And only then will I rest and say, no more. And yes, it can be hard to stay motivated. From the book. Don't worry about motivation. Motivation is fickle. It comes and goes. It is unreliable. And when you are counting on motivation to get your goals accomplished, you will likely fall short. So, 
Don't expect to be motivated every day to get out there and make things happen. You won't. Don't count on motivation. Count on discipline. You know what you have to do, so make yourself do it. You do that with discipline. Everyone wants some magic pill, some life hack that eliminates the need to do the work. That doesn't exist. Nope. You have to go do the work. You've got to hold the line. You've got to make it happen. So, dig in, find the discipline, be the discipline. It wasn't in a war. It wasn't in a battle. It isn't in a melee of fire and destruction that most of us succumb to weakness. We are taken apart, slowly. Convinced to an easier path. Enticed by comfort. Most of us aren't defeated in one decisive battle. We are defeated one tiny, seemingly insignificant surrender at a time that chips away at who we should really be. It isn't that you wake up one day and decide, that's it, I'm going to be weak. No, it is slow, incremental process. It chips away at our will. It chips away at our self-discipline. We sleep in a little later. We miss a workout, then another. We start to eat what we shouldn't eat and drink what we shouldn't drink. And, without realizing it, one day, you wake up and you have become something that you never would have allowed. Instead of strong, you are weak. Instead of disciplined, you are disorganized and lost. Instead of moving forward and progressing, you are moving backward and decaying. And those things happen without you seeing them, without you recognizing them. So, you have to be vigilant. You have to be on guard. And you have to hold the line on the seemingly insignificant little things. Things that shouldn't matter, but they do. You just have to keep moving. My buddy Falsetto pokes some fun at me for saying that a lot, but I mean it when I do. To achieve any of this, you have to keep moving forward. Do not stop. Do not quit. You have to at least take a step, as small as it could be. Take it. The step does not have to change the world. Only you. And in the end, from the last segment of the book that I'm going to read, Instead of going backward, instead of decaying, get stronger, get better. Grow and learn and develop and live. Live in defiance of the weakness and in rebellion against the decay. Fight them as they creep in with their offers of instant gratification and immediate rewards. Fight them for every inch they try to take. Do not surrender any ground, ever. And now, allies, it is time for another segment of Music Matters. Remember here, this is all about not giving up, to keep moving forward toward your goal. You have to make that choice. It'll pay off if you don't lose sight of it. This was especially true for Rachel Platten when her first Hot 100 single hit the charts in 2014 entitled Fight Song. See, Rachel's first album had come out in 2003 with no real media attention. It took 12 years of dedication to her goal before she released the song and gained what seemed like overnight success. A few verses from the song. Losing friends and I'm chasing sleep. Everybody's worried about me. In too deep, they say I'm in too deep. And it's been two years and I miss my home, but there's a fire burning in my bones. I still believe, yeah, I still believe. And all those things I didn't say, wrecking balls inside my brain. I will scream them loud tonight, 
Can you hear my voice this time? This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm all right song. My power's turned on. Starting right now, I'll be strong. I'll play my fight song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Because I've still got a lot of fight left in me. Billboard magazine asked Rachel if there was one specific experience that inspired the song. She replied, You know, I've been doing this career for a really long time, but there was not a lot of reason at the time when I wrote Fight Song to believe that I should keep going. There were a lot of signs pointing to me needing to find something else. It was breaking my heart, and Fight Song was this declaration that I really wasn't going to quit, that it didn't matter. Even if I was only going to reach a couple of people a night, I was still going to do this. I was still going to find a way to make music and create. I just needed it at the time, you know. I needed that reminder that I believed in myself, no matter what. Alright, it's assignment time, allies. Time to go after your goal. Right now, don't wait. Share it with everyone. This is a great way to help with that accountability factor. I found that is really important with upholding the discipline. Does not look good if I talk about all this but don't practice it, right? So go get after it. This is not a resolution. This is discipline. Well, that concludes Lesson 9, Holding the Line. Need to stay after class? You can follow Engage with me on social media. If you feel you need help or accountability in your goal or holding the line, please reach out. You can comment, interact, or DM me on my social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for Audible Ally. Even on Spotify, you can even answer a poll, leave a comment, or question. Just click on the lesson you want to engage with and scroll down. You can also find me on chapters 19, 22, and 49 on Chemohawk Sessions, White Collar, Black Belt series with Falsetto Profit. We discuss strategies on workplace survival tactics. We also have a series under the same show entitled Whiskey Wednesdays. Here we are simply helping you to unwind the sobering grind with tales and our own advice on certain world issues and topics. No expert wisdom here, just two guys with a bottle of unscripted, inebriated solutions. I would like to take this time to thank all military and first responders who never lose sight of their goal. Your purpose is clear each and every time you are on mission. I appreciate your dedication to always moving forward. If you ever feel lost or you don't feel like you have anyone to talk to, please reach out to 988lifeline.org or dial 988 from your phone. And next week will be our 10th lesson, allies, and what a special event that will be. Because, one of my good friends, this will be his first time appearing on Audible Ally. And yes, you have heard him on my many lessons before. Join me for Lesson 10, From White Collar to Podcaster, with special guest Falsetto Prophet. My name is Wham Bam Cam, and thank you for allowing me to be your Audible Ally. <laughs>